Welcome to the Creative Play and Podcast Network. Join us as we review our favorite RPGs, collectible card games, MMOs, video games, PC games, and bring up interesting topics and things that we'd like to share with everyone. Sit back and enjoy the show. This is Kelly, a.k.a. Trixie from Ragnarok and Roll, assigned to Ragnarok Story, and Tilda Wimblewick from D&D Journey of the Fifth Edition. First off, I would just like to say thank you to everyone for listening to our varied adventures, as well as for rating us on iTunes and RPGpodcast.com. If you haven't rated us yet, we would greatly appreciate it if you could. And if you're looking for more ways to support our efforts, we are now on Patreon, a great site where you can help us continue making more podcasts, as well as some special surprises for our patrons. If you can, please look us up at www.patreon.com cppn. Every little bit helps. And again, thank you for listening. Hey guys, welcome back to the RPG of Day 2015. It's August the 19th, which is Favorite Super RPG. So pretty much I've mentioned them before and I'm going to have to go with Heroes Unlimited. Of all the superhero RPGs out there, it's one of the most fluid and adaptable ones that I think you can work with. As long as the GM's got a good grasp on what type of superhero game he wants and communicates it with the players, you can easily make sure everyone is on the same level. You have choices anywhere from the Ancient Master to make Kill Bill-style games to having X-Men or even the Avengers pretty easily made out in those games. One of the nice things that I like in Heroes Limited is they've got a fantastic book, Century Station. It's a fantastic game environment that you can run your games in. If you've ever played City of Heroes, pretty much it's the exact same dynamic except instead of having aliens invade and the city get chopped up that way to explain how new heroes can jump in and protect the city, it's got a supervillain had a nuke, uh, a clean micro nuke tied to his heart on a pacemaker and challenged all of the city's heroes to come after him at one shot. And unfortunately, when the city did, the nuke went off blowing up him and all of the heroes in the city. So now you have new players needed to come become heroes. The city's in such despair that pretty much they've got an open warrant out that anyone who wants to be a hero will become deputized right there on the spot to just protect the city in general. That and there's the nice angle of different supervillain groups out there that want to do their thing. There's the mechanical power armored groups. There's the industrial groups. There's the Minotaur, who is the, the boss of the, the labyrinth, the main area where a lot of ne'er-do-wells hang out. And the city's in just enough to spare that the heroes need to save it before the National Guard might get called in. And in Heroes Unlimited, the National Guard usually includes a few... Uh, not so nice groups that are against all superheroes in general. So if you ever get a chance to play Heroes Unlimited, you really enjoy it, just make sure you guys communicate with your GM of what the game is and what you're expected to be, because you'd hate to roll up a bunch of X-Men style characters and find out it's going to be an Avenger style game. So pretty much I always suggest make sure you communicate what comic book you're, you're basing this on and head off from there. And remember, if a player is good enough, you can actually have a Batman working with Superman and Green Lantern. Alrighty guys, like always, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to the Creative Play and Podcast Network. And feel free to enjoy our other shows, such as 
D&D Journey of the Fifth Edition, and Scion, Ragnarok and Roll, a Scion hero to Ragnarok story. Thank you for listening.